from 99.9 The Fan. This is The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Sponsored by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. We'll talk to a longtime basketball official about why things are the way that they are. This is not being discussed in any sort of accusatory way. Sometimes we have to, how would you say it, Joe? Remind people what officiating is about? Not to say it can't get better, but just say, look, there's reasons why games end up being played the way that they get played or why I can go to Durham earlier in the day and watch Miami and Duke play a football game underneath the basket at times, and then I can go to Chapel Hill and see teams get to the line at ease. I, mean, I know it's by design. Yeah, you also can't forget there's human beings involved. Of course, of course, of course. All these things <laughs> it's factor. Part of it. It's all part of it. And we'll talk to Steve Schwartz, longtime basketball official, about that in about ten minutes. Right now, it's time to answer some hey Joe questions. Joe cracked it on. Uh. First one comes from Scott. Hey Joe, is there any basketball team and fan base you don't hate? <laughs> Um, yeah, for as long as, for as long as I've been doing this, there's this, uh, the whole, you know, Joe Ovias hates your posse thing, uh, that I understand. I kind of, I, I feel like if, if, if every fan base feels like I'm in some way, shape or form, uh, showing some sort of bias or I'm out to get them, I guess I must be doing my job somewhat correctly, I guess. Although I do think there's a deeper issue here in that we've had a harder time processing valid criticism of your favorite team now more than ever. Uh, Not to get too serious on the matter, but I do feel like there's more coverage of your team than there ever was before. But it's also important to know what kind of coverage we're talking about, including the kind of coverage that comes from your favorite university or your favorite team. For instance, the Dallas Cowboys official website an official Twitter put out a valid criticism of Dak Prescott today, right? Like they put this tweet out that essentially is turnovers cost the game. And it was like a picture of Dak Prescott. Like it happened. We all watched it. We all recognize it. But people were flabbergasted that it actually came from the Cowboys website. Hey, if you've been paying attention, like our guy Darren Gann over at Panthers.com, who used to be a longtime newspaper beat writer for the Panthers, they allow him to have fair criticism of the team that actually employs him. I think that's good. I think that's honest. I think that's what we need more of. Not the, we're going to go back out and get him, Tiger. Which kind of gets on my nerves after a while. You hate everybody, Joe. Pretty much. Actually, I know what you hate. I know what you hate the most. You hate your timeline. You hate your timeline. It was an interesting Saturday night, for for sure. For sure. You, You actively set fire to your timeline. Did I underestimated North Carolina's f- fans and their venom for Ethan Raggy? Yeah, man, I did not. I think you forgot. I think you forgot some of the aspects Ele- of 11, that game. Eleven years later, and it was the wound. Well, you know why, right? Was fresh. You know why? Um, because that that is largely viewed as a team that would have won a championship that year had it not been for the injuries, including the ridiculous well, one that, injury. Yeah. Well, no, because you got to remember in that game they were going after John Henson too. John Henson, I think at that point already hurt himself, and they were. I don't want to say they were targeting Henson, but they were not. They knew he was banged up, and of course you got the wrist injury for Kendall Marshall, and that's right. a wrap. So, context matters there. Context matters. 
Next up. I got a proposition for you. From Joey. Hey, Joe, do irrational Carolina fans and irrational NC State fans not see that they are the exact same <laughs> fans who just prefer a different color? They, ref- they refuse to see that. No, yes. Yeah, every, every it is Spider-Man just pointing. That's every fan base, by the way. Every fan base. They're all the same. Every fan base is the same. You might want to think you're different, but no. We're all the same, especially when you get online and you get your worst characters. Next up. How you doing? All right, from Ken. Hey, Joe, what were the ratings for NC State versus UNC contrasted against the NFL in North Carolina, and does that mean anything? Um, well, I I can tell you what the ratings were for the football games. Uh, the problem with the ACC network, because the game, the NC State Carolina game, was on the ACC network, and I'm pretty sure that the ACC network is not a rated channel that's easy to get numbers for. But I do know, what was the game that was going on at that time? That was the... Uh, Chiefs-Jags. Okay. That got... In this market, I'm pretty sure it had like a 13 share, which is not the most. You know what actually got the most in this market? Cowboys. Cowboys got the most. Do I think that the NC State-Carolina game got a 13 share on the ACC network in this market? I don't think so, but I can I can go back to when the Duke Carolina game used to be on WREL back in the day. Because remember, before it went all ESPN, it was a split broadcast. You get an ESPN version, and then you get the Raycom version that we would carry on WREL. And I can tell you that the WREL version beat out ESPN every single time for a variety of reasons. Biggest one being that not everybody has cable. Uh, it's easier to get the broadcast. And... Old-timers were going to want to watch their homegrown broadcast over the ESPN one. But I will say this. Ten years ago, State Carolina and how that game played out is the only thing we talk about today. But things have changed in the last ten years. The market has changed, and there's just as many people who want their Cowboys and Bills lost takes on top of what happened on Saturday. Next up. Whoa. Are you ready to buy or sell your home? The Jim Allen Group is a nationally recognized and award-winning real estate team in the Triangle, dedicated to providing exceptional service to meet your needs. With the latest insights and expert market knowledge, they'll make your home buying and selling journey as smooth as possible. Don't wait. Head over to JimAllen.com and start your next move today. That's JimAllen.com. The Jim Allen Group, your partner in real estate. From Mike, hey, Joe, how surprised will all the Cowboys fans coming to college basketball to cheer for Duke be when they see Duke isn't ranked? (laughs) (laughs) Pretty good. That's good. That's good. I mean, Duke's, look, man, Duke's fine. Duke's fine. They're not the prettiest team. Uh, Hope to catch up with John Shire, head coach of the Duke Blue Devils, later this week. I am curious about the various lineups that go from game to game and within the game. I think that's another one of those, it's a feature for the Duke Blue Devils. They're not going to win on offense, I can tell you that, but they're going to be pesky defensively. It's a good, that's a, to me, Duke is a tough, ugly basketball team. It's the best thing I can say about them. And that's going to win you some ball games. They have big, big 10 vibes this year. Yeah, they do. Ryan Young is one of those Big Ten guys. 
By the way, Jim Phillips, ACC commissioner, came to the area to go watch the Duke-Miami game and the Carolina-NC State game. Clearly watches Northwestern guys, Pete Nance and Ryan Young. I'm kidding. Next up. Yeah! From Jeannie. Hey, Joe, why aren't you guys on WRL Plus TV anymore? Miss seeing you guys on television. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry, Gene, that you are missing us. Uh, yeah, so WRL Sports Plus, which we launched, I want to say this time last year, uh, has shifted over to WRAL Plus full-time. Maybe we're a little bit of a guinea pig, right, on the over-the-air stuff. You can still watch us on the app and on WRAL Plus. I'm pretty sure that they interspersed like, some of our material in the sh- in, in the uh, on the channel. But the only thing that's missing is that we're not over-the-air anymore. We're not on the cable channel. We're OTT, and we're on YouTube a bunch. So... Not to say that that's we're where we're really close to 2,000 subscribers. We are. We're very, very close. Let's push it over the hump here. But yeah, we're a little bit more of a digital product. I'm totally okay with that. Next up. Was that it? That's it. That was it. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. Transform your home in one weekend with paint from Menards. Get a paint that combines durability and gorgeous color. Dutch Boys DuraClean Interior Paint and Primer in One offers stay clean technology. Making your home stay beautiful and clean longer. And with Dutch Boy's easy opening, smooth pouring container, transforming your home has never been easier. Save big money on Dutch Boy paints and head into Menards to get your paint project started today. Save big money at Menards. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. And check out the YouTube channel. Missed anything from the start of the show where we pretty much went rapid fire on NC State of North Carolina. It's on YouTube. Just look up 99.9 The Fan Riley. Smash the subscribe button. Speaking of the Wolfpack and the Tar Heels, North Carolina does an excellent job getting to the line. They're actually the best in conference play this season. NC State, on the flip side of that, is the worst in conference play of putting teams on the line. Do officials know this? Do they account for this? Is that what helps dictate the flow of the game ahead of time? Steve Schwartz, longtime basketball official here in the Triangle and the chair of the North Carolina High School Athletic Association uh, with an ad hoc committee on on officiating, joining us now on the Heaster Automotive Group Hotline. Steve, how are you? I'm fine. I have a question before we start. Yeah, man. Why are you, why are you so violent? I mean, it's all it's smash, smash the button on YouTube. And you say positive vibes only, and it's... You're, why can't I just press the button? Well, because tap the button. why is it all smash all the time? I, I prefer like gently caress. Yeah. Yeah. Hug it. Well, it's because that's what the kids say, Steve. And I'm trying to stay hip with the Internet lingo. And I'm pretty sure every time I watch well, one of these, like when I watch Mr. Beast, when he's, you know, like you know, smash the subscribe button, hit those yeah. likes. I'm just yeah. I'm just trying to you know what? I'm just trying to copy the Greenville legend. That is Mr. Beast, Steve. Well, Mr. Beast's target audience are the age of my nephews seven and eight and in in regards to what the kids say (laughs) denial is a very powerful tool and i would strongly encourage you to continue to employ it if it gets you through the day i'm just saying we gotta get sports talk radio (laughs) listeners young 
That's how they become the old guys who talk about us at the Panera. All right. That's what I need. Okay. All right. Fair enough. All right. So let's uh, let's get into your officiating brain. You are going to officiate North Carolina and NC State in Chapel Hill. You're given that assignment, and you and you right. know you know that Carolina absolutely tries to get to the line. That's part of their game plan. It's nothing new. And NC State so far this season is the worst at putting teams on the line. So when you know this going in, is your human brain already thinking about this? Of course, every every single officiating crew on any level, even on the high school level has what's called a pregame. They talk about the contest and the players and the coaches and the rivalry before they ever walk out on that court. You guys did a marvelous job with your Millbrook debut. I mean, <laughs> people in our association are still, it's all they talk about when I go out. Of course it is, of course. It one is. of the things, hey, one of the things that I would like to invite you guys on is give me another evening. You don't have to officiate, but come to a real game mm -hmm. and sit in mm -hmm. on the pregame. We do good, really good officials. I'm not suggesting I'm a really good official. I would never pat myself on the back like that. But the, these officiating crews have conversations before they ever go out on the court. And sometimes it's perfunctory stuff that they talk about. But oftentimes they've been watching game tape. And they do on the NBA level as well. They know it's a rivalry game. They know what the, the, what the atmosphere of the Dean Dome is going to be mm -hmm. or PNC. Um, they know what's happened in the last few outings. They know the tendencies of the players and the coaches. All of this is known. The analogy that I make is, um, when was the last time you both were on an airplane? Uh, two weeks ago. Yeah. The pilots, probably grizzled veterans, mm -hmm. they had a pregame, right? Yeah. They knew how to get from A to B. So you do that to prepare yourself. So it was a really veteran crew. It was an accomplished crew in that game. And um, no doubt in my mind that they discussed that those tendencies. And then you have to not only apply the rules, but there are things that we talked about when you did your stellar job at the Millbrook scrimmage. Have I mentioned people keep talking about it? Steve, only in um, your circles, Steve. Only in your circles. <laughs> Steve Schwartz joining us here on the that's, Easter Automotive Group Hotline. That's Joe Elias. I'm Joe Giglio. All right. That is the truth, by the way. It is only in, in my circles. That's fine. We, uh, and you and you walk out understanding potentially what could happen. And then you have to apply not only your rules knowledge, but there's a concept that I think we talked about when you did that game called advantage-disadvantage. Mm -hmm. It's like, we'll talk about, um, we'll let, we let players play through contact on the high school level. If you, are, if you are tenured and if there's a little bit of contact on a shot and the basket goes in, you might pass on that if you don't disrupt the shooter, if you don't create that disadvantage. And I didn't watch the game live because I'm an NC State fan and my heart can't take it. So I, I, watch, <laughs> I watch the highlights on, mm -hmm. on YouTube. And while I don't have the angles that those officials have, because I'm watching on a, on a two-dimensional television screen, um, I have to believe they applied all of that and their knowledge of that matchup in the last several outings against what the teams were probably going to try to do to win the game. When you miss a call, is there a tendency in your own head or, or not, maybe not even miss a call. Maybe you let them play on, but then the next time down you call it and maybe it goes against the other team here. Uh, uh, let's specifically talk about Turquavion Smith because when he went to the basket, there weren't fouls called. When RJ Davis went to the basket, there were fouls called. 
and I'm just remembering from our from my little experience, but from your experience, when you when in your own head, if you say to yourself, I missed that one, there was contact there, I'm gonna get the next one. Is that how it works? Yeah, the biggest complaint about officiating is it's inconsistent. And it's not until you get out there and actually do it that you can see that. And that happens on occasion. Uh, we're taught on the high school level that if a player goes to the floor, the North Carolina High School Athletic Association wants us to call a foul. Mm -hmm. Or at the very least, know how that player got to the floor. I think it's different on the collegiate level um, because you could easily call more fouls and then players get their five and they're done for the evening. And, you know, people came to watch the players and um, you try as best you can to be consistent on both ends of the court. But there are times that you miss something. But my job is, our job is just to be as consistent as we can. But it's the number one comment from coaches and, is you're not being And do you keep track? Do you in your either own head or look up at the scoreboard and see the foul count? Yes. That might mm -hmm. influence one way or the other, no? Um, no, because there was a sequence where it's seven to one, I think. And then all of a sudden right. on the same possession, there was like two or three fouls called against Carolina that did seem right. like, uh oh, it's seven to one. So we yeah, better, we gotta, we gotta even this <laughs> thing better, up here. We better clean, but I'm calls. with you. I, I'm with you in terms of, I, I would just let them play. I honestly think there was a directive this year from Brian Kersey to allow more game flow and more action this year. Yeah. I can't speak to any of that. I'm not in that circle. So I, I, I don't know. And I, I'm not going to second guess the crew. I'm going to obviously, as an official, I'm going to be supportive of officials. Um, but, you know, when the, there's a disparity in the foul count, I want to say two things. And when there's a disparity in the foul count, we, we know it. If you've been around for a minute, there's a concept of roughing end line to end line, but sideline to sideline. You have to have all of that information. I mean, we tend to know how many fouls there are on each player. We keep track of that up here. We know what the team foul count is. But the team foul count is indicative of the kind of defense that the team is playing. You know, it's seven to one, but coach says to me, hey, how come I've got seven fouls and he's got one? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, well, you know, he's playing his own defense in only in the front court and you're pressing full court. And that's why there's more contact. And yeah. we have to be able to have those conversations. So I've got to look at some things that you might not process um, you guys would, of course, but you know, the average person might not see that and be able to connect those dots to explain why it's, uh, there's a disparity. Steve Schwartz joining us, longtime high school basketball official here on the OG. That's Joe Giglio. I'm Joe Ovias. If you missed any of this conversation, I highly recommend you go to the YouTube channel and you, you politely tap the subscribe button. Was that, was that so hard? Leave some comments. Was no, that was that did no, that compromise just, who you are as a person? It doesn't. It, it doesn't way? sound like me though. It doesn't sound yeah. like me, Steve. All right, Joe Gillio, I want you to come up with a bunch of other ways in which people could interact <laughs> with the button for him. He obviously needs help. I've tried with lightly caress with him. Make I, love I, to the subscribe to, button. Yeah. A spoon, Woo. spoon the subscribe <laughs> button. All right, so I went to I went I went to both games on Saturday. I leave Cameron Indoor Stadium having watched Combat Under the Basket, the very definition of letting them play. And I mean, I was entertained. I mean, it was it was a physical, hard game in a in a raucous environment at Cameron Indoor Stadium. And then I go to Chapel Hill where it was like, well, how are you supposed to play defense if you're just going to call this, right? So, let's this is two different crews, two different basketball games. And I think that's where the fan frustration comes in. I can go to two games in a day and see completely different 
calls and how these things play out. Explain. I, I can't explain it without having been there. I but mean, this ha- but this happens in high school. I'm sure you hear from parents too. Like you can call a game, you might call a game one way, and then they play another game with another crew, and it goes a completely different way. How does that happen? I, I it's a hard. That's a hard question. I don't know. I mean, we are asked to call a certain way by our supervisors. Mm-hmm. Every supervisor is different. I know officials who are in multiple conferences, and what's important to one supervisor might be less important to another supervisor. Some are let there be some contact so you can get a flow to the game. And some supervisors are um, contacts a foul and control the game and don't let the coach get out of hand. Um, That's a great question for Brian Kersey. I mean, I'm not begging off. I'm not. I'm, no, I, I don't. No, I, I, I don't I, officiate on that level, Joe. I can't. Yeah. I can't speak to it. I don't see the memos. I'm not in the, on the zooms. Uh, there, there does need to be a consistency, but I, I can't. I don't know what his directive is. But you get report. But you get reports on this. You, let's let's put it on your level when it comes to you know who the director is, how they want things played out, and they and this is a bunch of different crews. So clearly, you are getting a report after the fact about how things played out. That's in comparison to the other crews that are in your circle. Do you not? That's correct. Okay. Yes, and there are um, everything comes from Chapel Hill. Cecil mm-hmm. Mock is the supervisor of officials for the North Carolina High School Athletic Association. My local regional supervisor is a great human being by the name of Greg Fogelman. And we are forever talking about with all of the officials in our association, the Triangle Basketball Officials Association. By the way, we're looking for referees. Please go to refthetriangle.com. That's refthetriangle.com for more information. We just got a raise. Um, (laughs) At least on the high school level, we have people of all shapes and sizes and experience levels. So I was at Fuquay Verena High School um, last Tuesday, and a member of the crew is a 21-year-old UNC student. Kid's going to be a, a killer referee mm-hmm. with skill level at the age of 21. And I, I'll call Wednesday night at the high school where I'm assigned, and I have, like, there's, collectively, there's 100 years of experience. On our level, the job is just to get everyone consistent. And the training continues through the year of looking at video and having conversation. I probably would assume that the ACC does that regularly. Oh, yes. Reviewing yeah. film and talking with all of its officials about why that got out of hand, but this, well, why the foul count got out of hand here, but not there. Steve Schwartz, longtime North Carolina high school basketball official. We appreciate the time, Steve. Uh, we'll take your directive. Um, I don't know if that's a, con- a consultation, but I don't know. Maybe we'll get you a beer or a pizza for all the ways we'll talk about subscribing to YouTube. That would be a that would be the greatest honor you've given me in all the time I've known you. It really would be. Okay. All right, Steve. We'll talk to you later, man. Appreciate it. So when I was looking to transfer, it was um, a lot of one-on-one, and it didn't feel like I got lost in a huge university because I knew that if I came here, there was going to be someone I could talk to about every aspect of the courses I needed to take. But also, too, I loved the smaller classroom sizes, and I liked how interactive and immersive all of the learning was going to be. It wasn't just going to be me sitting in a room with a couple hundred people and a professor who didn't know my name. To find out more about transferring to William Peace University, visit peace.edu.